The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic Fry. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and to talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. Your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy, here on the episode of the Golden Nuggets, that's what I like to call it. Coin phrase from Ben Sandrock, had him on previous episode, uh, you know, talking about his career. But yeah, just, if this is your first time listening to the Young Pro Show, thank you. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for this time that you are uh, giving me and my podcast a listen to. Uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the very first episode, Why Another Podcast, where I really just share my heart on why I really created this podcast and where it started from and, you know, what my heart is behind it. And, um, yeah. In the Golden Nuggets, a little brief synopsis of what this episode will look like is this is for myself just to come on and really just being able to dive into the last several, uh, typically I do them after every three episodes. Um, so I like to record the episode, really let the person I'm interviewing dominate the conversation and just try to ask the right questions. And there are so many nuggets and so many things that I learn from every single individual and every person. So then the Golden Nuggets episode gives me an opportunity to come on and say, wow, I was inspired by you know, Jimmy because of X, Y, and Z. And I loved what Susan had to say because of ABC and really just kind of getting to dive in myself and... Um, yeah, just share my own thoughts and what I really pick up from the, the people that I interview with. Because every single, it's been a, an amazing journey for me with this podcast that, you know, it. there are times where I'm hesitant to reach out to people and to, you know, ask them to be on the episode uh, or ask them to be on the podcast. But every single time, legitimately every single episode that I've had by the end of it, I say, wow, that was such an amazing conversation, uh, you know, it, careers, professions, you know, and what motivates people behind that and thinking long-term, their goals, like, I, that is something that I love and something that I enjoy. And, you know, my heart behind this podcast is, you know, it's just something that I enjoy to be able to talk to individuals um, about their careers. And if I get one listener, awesome. If I get 100,000 listeners, awesome. You know, it really doesn't matter to me. To me, it's just, you know, being able to learn from the people that I have and in, you know, my circle and around in my life and have connections with. And, um, yeah, I'm just blessed and fortunate with, you know, the interviews I've had and every single one when I get to the end. I say that was amazing. So the last three episodes that I have had, Christian, a a couple of high school friends, Christian Barheight was the first one. His episode was inspiring to me. Uh, one, not only do I love the entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, him and his wife starting their own company, um, you know, the Barheight Corporate Services and just how that came 
um, came to fruition was really cool. But even before that, I loved a couple things initially that you know Christian talked about was with looking at going to college, something that was important to him was not just accumulating a bunch of student loan debt. That he saw the value in a college degree, but didn't necessarily, knew that there was ways to go to college without just accumulating thousands and thousands of uh, dollars of debt. And that was awesome uh, for me to be able to listen and hear him say that, that oftentimes, you know, it's, it's hard because hindsight's twenty twenty, but now that, you know, I'm graduated, I moved on, and it's, you know, if there was an 18-year-old that I was mentoring or, you know, felt really passionate about this time, like, I would not necessarily recommend to go to college, especially, oh my goodness, especially if you don't know what you're doing. You know, to go to college just for the sake of going to college is, yeah, not something that I would recommend, which, and again, it's hard now because, okay, now I have my degree, you know, I don't know if 18-year-old Dominic would have listen to 25 year old Dominic but you know now I look on and say dude the experience that you can get is so much more valuable and it's really at the end of the day it's all about it's not who you know excuse me it's not what you know but it is who you know and you know if you can just get good experience and you have a good head on your shoulders and you're a hard worker things are going to pay out for you you know they're going to work out you are, you know, you got to be control your own destiny um, and be internally motivated in order to make that work. You know, you're not necessarily going to have the same type of opportunities just because you don't have that piece of paper. But there are plenty of things that you can do and still very so many different ways you can be successful and still, you know, find your niche and what you want to do without having that piece of paper and without having that crippling debt over you by the time that you are 22 years old. So loved him sharing his heart with that, you know, he, and, and with that decision for him, it wasn't a quick decision. It wasn't something that was quick and it was easy. He said that it was a process and he was also, you know, he was kind of a late bloomer and got better at baseball towards the end of his high school career. And he was really looking for scholarships to play baseball in college, just did not happen for him, wasn't able to find, you know, the right amount of scholarships, and, you know, he made, which is crazy to think about, but, like, he made such an adult and mature decision at 17, 18 years old to say, I, it's not like he even didn't go to college, he said, I wanted a college degree, I just didn't want to go the traditional route, I wanted, you know, he went to community college, and you know, ended up getting his uh, his bachelor's as well. Just awesome, and that was inspiring for me to listen to him talk about the beginning part. You know, and, and then the experience that he had. You know, not only was he taking classes, but he was a manager had a managerial position at uh, I believe it was a Dairy Queen, and just being in charge of the day to day operations. And he loved it. He loved enjoying. Uh, excuse me. He enjoyed the managing people portion of it. And, you know, when he was getting ready to graduate, a very common theme through Christian story, which was really cool, is to see how he prayed that the Lord would just open a door. And this happened multiple times for him. And he just prayed and said, I don't really know what's next, but Lord, I I pray that you just open a door for me. Open a door and whatever your will is, you know, for my life, that's the direction I want to go towards. And he prays for this, and all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, a family, you know, a family friend that owns a trucking business contacts him and says, "Hey, you know, we would love to have you in our, you know, accounting, um, accounting aspect and bookkeeping for the business." 
and he loved it, you know, and this opportunity that he prayed for, he ends up getting into it, and he loves, it was a great company, great family culture, uh, you know, great team atmosphere, and but then he also said that after a certain amount of, really very quickly actually, he loved it, but he got bored with it, and he wanted something more, and I thought that was interesting that he mentioned that, because you know, there are so, unfortunately, there are so many people that don't enjoy their jobs. They don't enjoy their jobs and they don't like what they are, what they're actually doing at the job. And Christian was in a position where he loved his job and he had a great culture, but he just knew that he wanted more out of his career. Knew that, you know, he just wasn't um, being pushed the way that he wanted to. And. You know, for him, he was wanting to take that next step in his career, wanting to, you know, feel like he was growing. And, you know, which I think says a lot about Christian because it could have been very easy. And I I don't mean to say that as if it's even a bad thing, but there are a lot of people that would say, you know what, I'm comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I'm making a good living. I'm in a, again, you know, in a good company and I'm content with where I'm at. And they stay there at that position. They work that position for the rest of their lives. And for some people, that is great. And that is awesome, you know. And that is a a good career. But for Christian, you know, at the it, it's funny now because, yeah, you see that he's an entrepreneur of his own business. But, you know, his heart was he wanted something more. And he wanted his career to be stimulating. He wanted his career to be, you know, something that was... Uh, he had to work for and work towards. So he gives up this secure position for the unknown. And, you know, ends up being a connection that he has, somebody from church that says, you know, provides an opportunity for him and, um, you know, to help him kind of start his own business uh, for him and his wife, for him and Sarah. And it was just really cool to see, you know, a similar position again, that he just prays and says, Lord, open up a door for me. I pray you open up a door that, you know, I may find something that would be better suited for my family, for myself and my family moving forward. And the Lord provided in that way again. And, you know, and then he mentions obviously later as well about, you know, he was just continuously praying during these stages in his life. And then also it's just these opportunities that the Lord was providing were so much better than any opportunities that he could have found, you know, and. Which I thought was fascinating because for myself, you know, and that's something I feel convicted, I want to feel guilty about is, you know, there, whenever I think of career, I think, okay, well, you got to search it. You got to find it out yourself. You got to search the web and talk to all these people and do all this stuff. And in Christian's situation, it was different. He kind of sat back and said, I'm going to wait until the Lord provides an opportunity for me because I know that that's going to be the opportunity that works out in the long run for me. So that was awesome. Uh, you know, that perspective and then him just talking about the business and what that looks like now and how it will, you know, continually to grow and just kind of the different aspects of it and the accounting and the bookkeeping, but then also the, you know, blogging and social media content and SEO work that they can do for small businesses as well. And um, the last thing I'm going to say about Christian's interview was, you know, when talking about what is he doing to reach his dreams of tomorrow, such a critical critical aspect they said is surround himself with good mentors 
And one of one of the very most important things you can do, especially early in your career, is to surround yourself with good mentors. Surround yourself with people that have already walked in your shoes, that have already been in similar positions, and that have done it, it, I mean, either A, have done it successfully, or B, they failed at it, and they're able to look on at you and help you walk alongside and say, man, I did not start my own business and do it well because of A, B, and C. And with Christian, he just talked about surrounding himself with those good mentors and people that you know he trusts, and um, that was awesome. And incredible interview with Christian. Uh, you know, Christian was really cool because I honestly was not really quite sure of what he was up to nowadays. I knew he was doing his own thing, but that was the extent of the now extent of my knowledge of what Christian had going on. Next interview, another high school friend, Elliot Hartzler. Dude, this was a bomb interview. And this was good for me because Elliot's a good friend of mine. And to be honest, every time I talk to him about his career, I'm like just lost and confused. I'm like, dude, I do not understand what you do on a day-to-day basis. So this was really a good interview for me to really dive into the meat and potatoes of what he does on a daily basis with his position. And... I thought it was really, really cool how, you know, so Elliot right now, he's an audio engineer, um, is what he, you know, got his degree in and is in right now. Engineering tech, I guess is probably the better, you know, the official term for it. But he talked about the reason that he got started with this. He's always loved technology, found it fascinating, and it's cool the way the Lord provided this opportunity for him in his life. That back when he was 16 years old, he's a sophomore in high school, and at that time, Pettisville local schools built a new building for their uh, for their high school, and in that new building was a new stage. So for musicals and plays, and you know such, there was a new uh, room for it. And with that new room came new sound equipment and new technology. And when it came to the plays, they you know, they asked, okay, we have this new equipment, and they just asked for volunteers with sound, lighting help, anybody that wants to come learn about the soundboard and help out, you're more than welcome. And it's so cool that, you know, Elliot mentioned, and also that at 16 years old, he took this volunteer position at his high school to help out, and it was an interest that he had, but looking back now, do you think 16-year-old Elliot said, I think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, so I'm going to go have this volunteer opportunity? Not a chance. There's no way I believe that's what he said, you know? He just said, I like technology. You know, I'm bored. I don't have anything else to do. I'm 16 years old. Yeah, sure. What the heck? And he signs up for it, and that ends up totally changing the trajectory of his life. And here we are now, you know, almost basically a decade later, and he is all into this industry that he started with based on a volunteer opportunity. And I thought it was really cool. He had a phenomenal quote talking about how for him, he feels like it's the best position because he's able to, he said, I love being behind the scenes. That's where I thrive and that's what I love. Like that's my role, you know, that, and he has a, a passion and an understanding, you know, of where his role is. He's not, you know, he's. I, I don't want to be uh, the main person on the stage, front and center. Like, that's just not me. Like, my role is 
utilizing the technology to the best that we can to enhance the overall experience of this play, worship, space, whatever it may be. So that was really cool, you know, the self-realization and him realizing, yeah, this is what I love to do and this is my niche area, um, you know, being in that behind the scenes. And he loves, you know, he even talked about with the technology, like with movies and music and just, you know, loving the details in how all of this is produced and how all of it is created and how, you know, the technology piece that comes into, you know, all this different type of media and content that's created. Then his junior year, he had an internship in Kansas City. You know, it was funny, he just kind of took the internship because of having family out there, it's free room and board, what the heck, I'll go out there. And he ends up going out there, he loved it, got to play with, you know, a bunch of um, equipment and, you know, audio equipment and video equipment and just creating and designing the audio piece for churches and different you know, worship spaces throughout the country. And, you know, he did that for a summer. He graduated and he went right back. And he loved it. He loved not only doing what he was doing, but also loved the company that he was working for and the Christian atmosphere, Christian culture that they had and realizing the bigger purpose of their company. And, you know, at the end of the day, that it, it's not about making money. It's about enhancing the experience at these various churches enhancing the worship experience at these churches and I, I thought another interesting piece was him talking about the technology aspect and how quickly technology moves and how quickly it updates so even you know you put in church spends however much money to put in all this sound equipment and then to think two years three five ten I like how much different sound equipment is in 10 years you know and then at that point it's you know, being able to walk alongside that church and say, okay, well, what do you guys want? What are you trying to get out of it? And potentially just trying to upgrade or change things for them at that time. Um, he had such a good nugget, you know, talking about, he kind of chuckled as he said it, but said that I am a sponge and I'm trying to absorb everything that I can. Whew. If that, dude, that is a fantastic mentality to have. And such a great recognition on his end, um, you know, that he, he realizes that the people around him have so much knowledge and so much experience, and he's trying to learn as much as he can from them. And he's just saying, I, I'm just a sponge. I'm trying to soak it all up. Uh, such a great analogy to use that I really, really loved and appreciated. And, and, you know, with this, he's trying to, you know, become self-deficient with his self-sufficient, excuse me self-sufficient with his designs and you know just with everything that he is learning and trying to master that audio piece um you know of the experience and talked about potentially even looking back and going to get his masters maybe um but just becoming very very detailed in the audio aspect and the sound quality and such of the engineering technology so, you know, he just talked about absorbing the info. The, the other nugget at the very end that he had, that a, a very practical piece of advice that I liked from Elliot, was him talking about how from every single day, no matter how good or how bad the day was, when he goes home, he tries to pick out one good event from the day for encouragement. What was one good thing that, you know, I can hang my hat on and say, you know what, I had 15 things that went wrong today. 
but these five ended up working well for me or you know this one thing what's the silver lining in every single day that he uses for the encouragement so i really really enjoyed the episode and obviously catching up with elliot and the last episode was <laughs> a very very fun episode with tom you know the inside joke with Dominic, you know being mentioned on the podcast tom's just a solid Solid guy, like I, I absolutely love Tom. He's one of my very, very good friends. Um, you know, I mean, I was kind of egging him on the beginning, talking about board games because I know he's an avid, absolutely avid board game player, um, and I could not be any different. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, not, board games are not for me. But you know, with him and his wife, and you know, with my wife, we'll still play board games and hang out from time to time. But with his career. He he was cool because very relatable. You know, he said he was an 18-year-old kid, had no clue what he wanted to do. Went to colleges, undecided, had a couple ideas. You know, I just talked about Christian and how Christian, uh, and personally, at, I would not recommend for somebody to go to college undecided. But that was what Tom did. Tom said, oh, I got a couple ideas, but nothing that's set in stone. So he goes to colleges undecided, you know, thinking about youth ministry, thinking about education, thinking about marketing. He very quickly realizes marketing is not for him. Classes was not what he thought they were going to be, not interesting. Um, and it was really cool for him. The The starting point of really focusing on his career was wanting to make an impact on people. And he wanted to impact those that are around him. And as he thought about the impact, he, he took a step back and said, who are the people that have impacted me in my life? And one of the most influential people in his life were his, was his youth pastor that he had in high school. So he has his youth pastor and he says, you know, then that is what the initial draw is to become, get into youth ministry. And, you know, then he just talks about his own personal faith growing in college. And I thought that, I just thought that was a really unique way to look at the very beginning of your career and be able to say again his main goal was wanting to impact people which i would argue for i guess maybe i shouldn't make the assumption say everybody i think to a certain degree everybody has a little bit of that desire some people you know tom was basing his entire career off of i think everybody wants to say yeah i want to positively impact people i want to positively you know be a positive influence in my community and with those you know, that are around me. And for Tom, he said, yeah, I want to impact people. And how do I do that? What is a practical way to do that? And he just took a step back and thought about his own life. So I thought that was awesome. Him talking about being a youth pastor and how we got started with that and just being involved with different college ministries. And he loved the college ministry aspect. So he graduates college, he gets into, you know, a college ministry in, in, in Liberty Center, Ohio, the village of Liberty Center, and he spent five years there, absolutely loved it, grew as a person, you know, grew as an individual, grew within his faith being there as well. And he just loved and had such a desire to be involved with these teens and with the community and just to, you know, being able to potentially make the same impact on them as what his youth pastor had made on him. But he ended up, um, you know... He, him and his wife ended up moving away from the area, and it was just, I thought, there was a couple really 
learning pieces and education pieces for me thinking about, you know, youth ministry in general, talking with Tom. And, you know, one of them was him talking about how it was just so hard to do ministry and commute, Um, you know, not being five minutes away from the church and being right there, you know, and being 30 minutes away just made it so much more difficult because of it's not a regular schedule and wanting to be involved in, you know, the lives of the teens and such that he is mentoring and walking alongside. So that played a huge role in him leaving Liberty Chapel and he just kind of took some time off, had several different part-time jobs for a year. It was a good reset on his spiritual health, um, you know, and then he ended up attending another, obviously attends another church then. And, you know, with him and his wife, and while they are there, it's a church that they absolutely love, and they're really getting into it, getting plugged in, boom. And then the Lord opens this door for him to join staff and to get back into youth ministry at this time. And, you know, his heart was with college students. His heart is, you know, with college students and teens, you know, in that age. And he said, dude, I'm all for it. That's what he wanted to do. And, you know, he had a good amount of time off um, or away from ministry, got back into it, and is absolutely loving it. And, you know, is all in and loves um, loves his church and just loves the community there in Bowling Green, Ohio. And, and it was also, again, such a simple statement, but something that I don't know if I've ever really taken a step back and thought about. It was him mentioning about, you know, in his position as youth pastor, where you work is where you go to church. So, you know, right now, like for myself or for whoever, you know, if you want to, if you get plugged into a church, you have a community, you have, you know, fellowship, you have teaching. And if that church isn't something that you are all into, you can just leave and say, you know what, things have changed. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go to the church down the street. And, you know, that's where you are being poured into and have the ability to serve and pour into others as well. And in Tom's position, you know, going to the church in the same place that you work, it's just so much of a uh, a larger and a more important decision to make. You know, because it's not just choosing what job you have. Now, nah, you know what? If I want to leave after six months, I leave after six months. Like ministry is a different, total different occupation to have. And you have to be all in the church. So it was really cool in his position how he was attending the church first and then had this opportunity open up rather than most times, it seems like it's vice versa, a church is looking for a pastor or somebody and they hire somebody from outside to come to their church and start you know, this new position that they have. Uh, so that was really cool. You know, learning experience for myself and also cool to hear his heart. And dude, I, it... I got um, inspired when he was talking about just youth ministry in general and just his passion for it and plugging into college kids, you know, pouring into college kids and high school kids, but then also pouring into high school, college kids so that they can pour in high school kids as well and that they can become leaders with their faith. And, you know, he also talked about another aspect of ministry I never thought of, but a lot of times youth, as a youth pastor, that it is a, a stepping stone in somebody's career that not typically not too many people say I want to get into youth ministry it's normally well I want to be the pastor and I have to just be a youth pastor first before I can be the pastor and Tom at this point in his life the Lord just hasn't put that on his heart and he says dude like I love youth ministry and this is where I want to be at and I would even love 
to help other people that want to get into youth ministry. You know, and it's just cool to see him have such a specific and such a narrow niche group of people that he loves loving on and pouring into. And, you know, and I think for me, I was inspired by that, just being able to take a step back and think like, you know, it's not all about just moving up the ladder. It's not all about changing. It is, you know, just finding your niche and loving what you do. And just because the culture, just because society says you have to keep moving up the corporate ladder, you have to keep doing this or that. Man, if you find something that you love and that's where the Lord has you and you are happy and content with that and that is good for you and your family at that time, there is nobody that needs to tell you, oh, you you have to change. You have to, you know, you want to become a pastor. You want to do this. And and in Tom's circumstance at this point, he's like, man, I that's just not something that's on his heart at all. Um, so it was really cool just hearing him and dive into youth ministry. And he ended up uh, telling me afterwards, he's like, you know, I probably should have clarified and said that, you know, youth, a lot of times because of that situation, youth pastors typically are younger people themselves. So a lot of times, if you are from outside the church, you think a youth pastor is literally youth as in like a young pastor, not a pastor that teaches the youth. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, a uh, misconception that he talked about. Um, you know, and even long term, just thinking about trying to create a network of youth pastors and Bowling Green. And, you know, it's not, man, I, I just love seeing the way Tom views it. And it's not, you know, all about the church that he's at. It's not about H2O. It's about the gospel and it's about Jesus Christ. And it's, you know, all these churches are coming together and walking alongside one another. Um, that it's not, you know, his church versus the church down the road, that it's not, we're all in this together and there are different flavors and everybody has different preferences. And that's why we have different churches and you go to different churches. So, Man, a really incredible interview with Tom and just with him starting with no clue what he wanted to do, undecided, and then ends up narrowing our youth ministry, and here he is now. So these were, man, three bomb episodes that I had. Um, dude, I, I absolutely loved them. It was good to catch up and you know find out more about Christian Elliott and just kind of share Tom's story you know, with the listeners here on the Young Pro Show. So, uh, you know, feel free to send me a text, to contact me, reach out on, you know, any of the social media platforms and, you know, let me know a nugget. You know, I would, I would love that. And the more interaction I get from the show, the better. We'd love to know a nugget, something that you're picking up on, you know, from any of these episodes, um, you know, anybody that's sticking out to you and say, man, I was inspired by A, was really motivated by B, person C really connected with me because I'm similar in these regards, um, you know, I love all that kind of feedback. I love being able to talk about the episode and or the show and just how it is, you know, impacting other people. Um, but like I said at the very beginning, you know, this is something that is impacting me. And I love, you know, having my notes and being able to, you know, pick up different pieces and learn along the way as well. So thank you for your ears. Thank you for, you know, this half hour you've given to the Young Pro Show. I am so excited for the next interview that I have. Um, I'm not even going to give a teaser. It is thebomb.com, and I absolutely promise you on everything that you do not want to miss this next episode. All right? Thanks again, Don Fry, the insurance guy. 
Have a blessed day, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Feel free to interact on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal accounts as well, at DJFry25. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless.